0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. And now, get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and Conditions Supply.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Future Brew Michigan Football Recruiting Podcast here on MazinBrew.com. I am Vaughn Lozon, site manager of maizeandperu.com. And joining me today is a special guest. We got him back on the podcast. It's been a little bit too long for my liking because I always enjoy talking to this Michigan football commitment. He's been committed to the Wolverines for almost a full calendar year. It's coming up on uh, about 12 months or so, uh, coming up on Christmas Eve. Uh, This is Connor Jones, 2022 offensive lineman commit. Connor, how you doing, brother?
2: good how about you
1: hey I'm doing great I appreciate it it's always a pleasure having you back on just in case uh, the folks out there uh, don't know like I said you've you've been committed to uh, Michigan since Christmas Eve of 2020 um, the the profile that I'm looking at right now has you listed at 67285 but uh, if it's any indication from uh, the pancakes that are on your uh, huddle videos and everything you've probably bulked up a little bit since then so take me through the progression that you've had uh, through your senior season and uh, through the playoffs, because you're, you're participating in the playoffs uh, with your high school in Colorado. So how's your progression been during your senior season and, and where are you at physically right now?
2: You know, it was, uh, it, it's been a great senior season so far, Um, you know, coming out the game, I came into the season sent about 295, um and you know, of course, you gotta you gotta come down to your actual playing weight and you know this is the heaviest that my playing weight has been. I feel awesome. Um I've actually slimmed down in my body fat this year. Um uh but as of right now I'm sitting at a solid like two eighty-three. Um but as far as you know how the how the season has been going, uh, I feel like I've been getting better every week. Um, I've really I, g- I came into the season really focusing on one thing per week, one thing per week to work on. Um, and coach Coach Morris helped me out with that. My dad has helped me out with that. I'm looking at my phone myself has helped helping out with that. I got a bunch of different resources to help me out with that because I want to come into Michigan with the best skill set that I could possibly have yeah. um, and right now you know as pancakes are starting to get up there um I go for the end of this I'm coming in pretty close on it now I think I'll be able to hit it here in the next but uh yeah so far it's been pretty good it's the state is like four or five four weeks away now and uh you know we're taking it one week at a time our focus and Focus this is the team this week, which is Pueblo West, and now we're just, you know, taking it one week at a time. We got to fight for our week, so otherwise we go home.
1: Yeah, I mean, with with you being committed to Michigan for so long, and and it's good to hear that you're kind of staying motivated right through your senior season with with advice from your father, advice from uh, Coach Sharon Moore, the offensive line coach at Michigan, and and that was actually kind of leading into my next question here, Connor was. Uh, if Coach Moore had been giving you tips throughout the season, which you've already answered that, which he is. So what exactly is he kind of uh, telling you to improve upon before you get to Michigan? And, and what is it, I guess, exactly that you've been trying to kind of focus in uh, recently? Because you say that you've been doing it um, one week at a time. You're trying to focus on one thing. So what are some of those things recently that you've been working on? And what has Coach Moore kind of been helping you out with?
2: Uh, To begin with, Coach Moore thinks that I have a pretty good base as of right now. Um, You know, we're just trying to tweak the little things so that I'm the best possible player that I can be coming into the program before getting underneath his coaching. Uh, We start off with down blocks and really, you know, getting into a good fit for a good down block, and that was the beginning of the season. Um, Right now it's, uh, you know, specific hand placement and uh, where I need to put my hands to set me up for success. And, um, you know, just a small minor changes to my footwork, small minor changes to um, my base and how I sit in my, you know, in my run fit. Um, and working on like, you know, how to spot what angle you should set at in a pass set and just small little things like that.
1: Gotcha. Okay. That all sounds good. Um, Now, obviously with, uh, I mean, with your high school, having your foot, your high school football team, having the success that it's had so far this season, I mean, you guys have been rolling and and you guys continue to do that into your state playoffs there. Um, and, And obviously I'm sure the focus has been on the team, but I'm sure that some of those college programs have been been looking at you other than Michigan and you've been, like I said, committed to Michigan almost a full year now. Have, uh, have other teams tried to hit you up about where you're at with your recruitment? And if so, what's, what's your message been to those teams? Cause it, I mean, throughout this entire process, it seems like you've been pretty dialed into Michigan and only Michigan.
2: Um, so actually surprised I haven't had any, any coaches from other schools hit me up. Um, but I also feel like it's because I've really put it out there that I'm like 110 percent committed to Michigan. Yeah, um, it isn't a bad thing for me. It takes a little bit of stress off my plate. I can really focus on my senior year and you know focus on things that I make sure I'm good to get up up, up there in Ann Arbor.
1: Yeah, I, I I can't even imagine because I I speak with recruits all the time that and every kid's different, right? I, and one one person will be different from the other, but. I, I can't even imagine all the stress that you guys go through having to not only focus on your high school football season, but do well academically and then build these relationships with all of these coaches. Uh, it's, it's gotta be a lot. So I, I can't even imagine how, uh, how relatively easy uh, this, this senior year for you must've been compared to maybe your sophomore or junior year where we coaches from uh, college programs were, were kind of hitting you up. But sp- speaking of Michigan though, I wanted to ask you about, how you think Michigan's done this year? Cause obviously when you committed to them last year, they had a bit of a down year in in the 2020 season and uh, just had a very interesting year with, with COVID affected a few of their games that they weren't able to play, but wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on how the team has looked so far this year. They've only lost one game and wanted to get your thoughts on how the offensive line has been playing uh, so far this year. What have you liked from what you've seen from that unit?
2: I mean, obviously, you know, many people out there watching the games, it's very exciting to watch. Um, I feel like there's a different type of energy that's on the field right now, which is what this young squad with the coaching staff has been really trying to, you know, change up and really add their own little flair to it, which I completely love. Um, also, um, off its line, Um, I feel like they're just dogs, um, which is exactly what I'm looking for. I want to go, like, Watching that and watching how successful they've been, watching how, you know, they've gotten their running backs into the position that Blake Corum and um, these guys have gotten into, it's very exciting for me.
1: I can't even imagine. I mean, there's nothing better than when you see those kinds of players succeed on the field and have it be a big credit to the offensive line, which obviously Coach Moore has been uh, very good at being able to not only recruit those guys, but to be able to develop those guys as well. And, and yeah, the offensive line has played a played very well this year and has kind of led to the success for, like you had mentioned, Blake Corum, Hassan Haskins, uh, all those running backs have been uh, killing it pretty much every single week. I wanted to get your thoughts also on uh, again, going back to the Michigan offensive line. If there's been anybody specifically that you've kind of been looking at that you want to maybe maybe pick their brain a little bit when you get onto campus, um, this, whether it's this winter or uh, whenever you would decide to uh, enroll at Michigan. Um, if you wanted to maybe learn some, some tips or tricks from uh, a specific offensive lineman or two that you've seen uh, play this season that you think, man, I should, I should probably go to them for some advice, get some uh, tips from them.
2: Um, I'm probably gonna have to go to Zag's center. He came out and started and um, him and I built a pretty good relationship when I was out there um, and, you know, just kind of picking up picking his brain on what I should do to put myself in a very similar uh, position that he's in right now. Um, uh, definitely. If Trevor decides to come back, we'll definitely like to chat it up with him and pick his brain. He is, uh, he is, he is uh, a vet up there. So definitely, Definitely like talking to the vets and picking their brains, whether they're a little bit younger, a little bit older.
1: Now, I wanted to, switching gears here, Connor. I want to get your thoughts on uh, your class, your, your 2022 classmates uh, for the commits to the university of Michigan. Obviously you guys have uh, a pretty talented class uh, that you guys, uh, I would imagine you're probably planning to sign in December. Probably a lot of you guys are, is that right?
2: Um, that's what I've been hearing.
1: Okay. Are you, I are think, you yourself going to do that too?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm signing in December. I'll be graduating in December as
1: well. My is to get out there in January. Okay. Okay. That's, that's good to hear. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's the norm these days. Um, who, because I mean, you've been committed for a long time now. Who, who is it? Or maybe it's a couple guys. Uh, that you've really bonded with the most in this class, and and that you're really excited to uh, kind of grow with as uh, not only a football player but also as a student at the University of Michigan. Are there a couple guys that you kind of communicate with a little more often than not when it comes to your classmates in this twenty twenty two class?
2: Um, well, obviously. You know, we all have a we have a group chat for the 2022 commits. Um, they're all pretty amazing guys. Um, there isn't really any specific person. If Josh Connolly ends up ends up coming up with us, um I've been trying to stay in contact with him as much as possible. Like you said, it's been a pretty busy season. Um, but I, I definitely hope that he comes on board and him had some pretty great chemistry when uh, we were both out there at the bar. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you know, Alessandro, um, it was pretty amazing meeting, meeting him and his family at my official and then seeing him again at the barbecue. Um, him and I have also started, started to build a pretty awesome relationship. Um, guys that are up there, I, I think, uh, well, obviously, I got my boy Reese up there. Um, I feel like him and I, our relationship will just strengthen with us going to the same school. Yeah. Um, Tristan bounds. I feel like him and I clicked pretty good when we were up there as well.
1: Yeah. All, all the offensive lineman, man. I mean, I I'm sure, and, and you can definitely see from the, the team camaraderie that, uh, that, uh, you guys like to have fun. And, and that's, that's something that I like to see personally. Um, you know, the transition from high school, to college and seeing that you guys bond so well, it's, it's nice to see. And it's, it's good to hear that you've kind of developed, a relationship with, uh, with your classmates in the 2022 class. And, and I I will leave you with this final question here, Connor, and you kind of hit it uh, a little bit just there, but I I wanted to ask you about uh, the recruits that you were going after uh, for Michigan. Obviously you mentioned Josh Connerly, um, the offensive lineman from out uh, on the West coast over there in Seattle, who visited uh, Michigan for, believe it was the Washington game. You can correct me if I'm wrong there. Cause you, you've spoke correct. with him. You, you, have spoke with him quite a bit. It sounds like, um, so how often are you talking with him and who are a couple other guys, uh, that you may be going after, uh, for Michigan in this, uh, 2022 class?
2: Um, right now we're, we're kind of splitting it up. Um, and it, as far as like our assignments and who we're hitting in, in the group chat and, uh, who every commit is hitting right now Um, I've pretty much like given myself Josh because like I said him and I built a great relationship Uh, his dad and his uncle built a pretty good relationship with my dad Um, I think my parents too um, when we were out, out there but yeah that's that's pretty much been my focus I'm letting the other guys hit some of these other big targets and obviously Obviously, you know, they're it's working. And I think if I keep doing what I'm doing, you know, our chances with Josh are pretty great. But I'm not going to put words in his mouth by saying he's coming to Michigan because I truly – I don't know what's going on inside of his head. I don't know what's going on with their conversations with their family. But I'm – definitely that's the focus right now is to give – is to give him the best outlook and the best – make Michigan the best possible option, you know.
1: Well, Connor, I, I really appreciate your time once again, hopping on our podcast here on Mason and Brew and, and giving us uh, just a little bit of your time this evening. Good luck with the rest of your high school uh, senior season, your senior year, and uh, excited to see where you go with your Michigan career. Thanks a lot for coming on and hope to talk to you soon, man.
2: Awesome. Thank you.
1: Yep. We will be right back with more Future Brew. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around on Future Brew. Want to give a quick thank you once again to Connor Jones, Michigan 2022 offensive line commit. Uh, hopping on our podcast today, this week. Always great catching up with him. Uh have some pretty insightful answers um, about his development and everything going on with him and his recruitment and how he's been pretty shut down and um, always good to get him back on the podcast. But want to end the podcast this week, kind of just discussing a few of 2022 uh, football recruits that Michigan is going after some of their top targets. And uh, Connor had talked about one of them, Josh Connerly, how he's recruiting him still, how he's um, endlessly, it seems like kind of going after him and, and he doesn't know what's going to happen with his recruitment and Neither do I, and this has been kind of one of those recruitments that's been pretty quiet for the most part. He visited Michigan for the maze out uh, back in September for that game against Washington. He's from the state of Washington, so you'd imagine that uh, the Huskies probably went down a peg or two in his recruitment following that game and kind of following the season that they've been having, and uh, the crystal balls kind of reflect that. Michigan's got a couple. Washington still has a few, but that hasn't really been updated. Very recently, whatsoever, uh, Connerly If you're not uh, aware or familiar, which I don't know why you wouldn't at this point, but uh, he's number 19 overall on the composite, number three offensive tackle, number one player from his state of Washington. Listed at 6'5", 275, so is a huge prospect. Uh, other schools: Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas, Alabama, and uh, the aforementioned Washington, still in his recruitment as well. Uh, USC being probably one of the other ones that is up there as well. Um, I would say that uh, if if it's not Michigan at the end of the day, it's going to be one of those West coast schools and uh, uh, more than likely still waiting out what happens with USC with their head coaching situation, the rest of their season. So probably going to be a very much in the wait and see moment for Josh Connerly, but uh, it sounds like he is looking to shut down his recruitment Uh, Within the next couple months here, going to be, I believe, making it official at the All-American Bowl. But I wouldn't be surprised if he signs his letter of intent in December and kind of keeps it on the DL uh, until that All-American game uh, in January is when uh, some of these kids end up making their announcements public and uh, their commitments public. So we'll see. Um, We had EJ Holland on the show last week. And he talked about Josh Connerly a little bit, said that he, he believes Michigan leads for Connerly. And there was an article on 24 seven sports by Steve Wilt Fong, who's the director of recruiting there. He believes Michigan still leads for Connerly as well. And Trone Moore, Courtney Morgan, they've been on him for a very, very long time. And the family and him were blown away by that visit that they had a couple months back for that Washington game. So yeah, it seems like Michigan's in a really good spot with Connerly, and it's gonna take some time to kind of just see, wait, what happens. And uh, I don't know. I I would venture to say at this point, if Michigan doesn't lead, they're at least among the top options. I'd say at least top three uh, if they're not already at that number one spot. So that's one of the guys that I wanted to hit on, and one guy that Con- uh, Connor Jones had hit on. And uh, another comment that Connor had that I thought was really interesting was that they've kind of divvied up the recruiting uh, for this 22 class. He's got Connerly. And I would imagine that Will Johnson's probably got some of the in-state guys like Deion Walker, who we'll talk about here in just a second. Um, very interesting that they've kind of kind of divvied it up and not having it be an all-out effort from everybody. Um But, you know, that's that's how recruiting goes with the coaches as well. Um, But let's just talk right about uh, Deion Walker here for just a second. Four star in state defensive lineman. Um, It's Been a very interesting recruitment here, kind of an up and down. It's been a roller coaster. Uh, Not going to lie. He's he's number 241 on the composite. Number five overall in state prospect. Uh, Number 32 along the defensive line can play offensive tackle as well. And I know that Kentucky, who is, if not the leader, one of the leaders in his recruitment, Kentucky is pitching to him. You know, if you want to come to uh, be a wildcat and and if you want to play offensive line, we can do that. If you want to play defensive line, we can do that too. It kind of sounds like they're going to take him and kind of figure it out later, which With a prospect like Walker, he's really good along both the offensive and defensive line. So not a bad strategy, but it did seem like Walker is more inclined to play defensive line, which is where Michigan has been recruiting him throughout this entire recruitment here. They've been going after him since uh, the summer of last year. I believe they offered him officially back in May of 2020 I'd have to double check that but they've they've been going after him for a long time and he's one of the premier players in the state of Michigan plays at Cass Tech which is a football powerhouse and a program high school program that Michigan is very familiar with have had several players from Cass Tech over the years go to Michigan so it's kind of a pipeline but uh, we'll see if that ends up kind of drying up maybe just a touch with Thomas Wiltshire the former head coach now being at Michigan state, but that's, that's another conversation for another day. Uh, The predictions here, the crystal balls are still in favor of Michigan for Deion Walker, but Kentucky has the most recent one uh, being put in just a week or so ago. And it it really just seems like there's, there's, it it seems like Deion is really waiting for a a reason to not commit to Michigan. And it's just interesting because, Over the summer, he had been very active with uh, getting to Ann Arbor, speaking with the recruits that were coming out of the state to visit Ann Arbor for these big events that they always have. Barbecue at the Big House is a big one in July, and then they usually have one Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, in June where they get all of their top prospects, uh, top targets in their in the uh, most recent recruiting cycle to come to campus all at once, and that was the victors weekend uh, this year, and uh, it just seemed like Deion Walker was just a very active with a lot of that and and that's that's kind of diminished just a touch, but we'll see if he ends up being a Wolverine at the end of the day, but um, you know if I had to give a prediction. I really think he's torn. I think it's 50 50 Michigan Kentucky. I think it's really close. I think it's really going to come down to the wire. So, but the, here's the good news in all of this. If Michigan doesn't end up getting Dion Walker, a player that I would strongly expect to land in Ann Arbor is Jeffrey Mbaugh, who is a new target. He is a junior college or JUCO prospect from uh, France and uh, came to the United States to play football because he realized the potential, his family realized the potential that he had to play football. And because of some uh, transcript issues and academic things, he hasn't really been able to get to the FBS level just yet. He was um, a prospect in the 2019 and the 2020 cycles, but wasn't able to sign anywhere Unfortunately for him, but now he is at the community college uh, in uh, Kansas City. It is Independence Community College, and uh, has been there this season and is absolutely tearing it up on the gridiron. And he officially visited Miami uh, just a few weeks ago, and will be officially visiting Michigan for the game against Ohio State in a couple weeks. And uh, this will be his first visit to Michigan. So it's a very big step in this recruitment. Michigan doesn't really offer Juco prospects all that much. Uh, So to extend an offer to him, I I think it really shows how, not only how interested they are in him as a prospect, but how likely of a chance that they would be able to land him and get him through uh, the academic side of things, through the transcripts and, and getting him locked in as a uh, student uh, at the University of Michigan. So, I talked with him a few weeks back, or maybe a month ago. At this point, it's been a little bit, but uh, that there's an article on Mazebrew.com detailing that recruitment and uh, the vibe that I picked up from him when I talked to him was that he was very, very interested in Michigan. That he's got a, a strong rapport with Sean Nua. Uh, Biff Poji was recruiting him to uh, play uh, at uh, St. Francis. In Baltimore, when he was still at St. Francis as the as the head coach there, now that he's at Michigan, he's uh, kind of uh, continuing to build that relationship with Jeffrey and And it'll be interesting to see where things land with this. But if they don't get Deion Walker, I would anticipate Ba being that next player who probably would uh, wind up in Ann Arbor. A couple other guys I wanted to talk about. Uh, to end the podcast today because it it doesn't really happen very often that you go to the uh, targets page and there's still just tons of guys on this targets page this late into the cycle and 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 they have 17 commits which uh, is definitely less than past years um, which is certainly interesting this late into the cycle Um, they had well over 20 last year they had uh, let's see, 25, it looks like, including transfers. And uh, the year before that, uh, they had 23, um, it looks like, there with one other transfer. So 24, I guess, total. So uh, there's certainly a ton of guys still left out there for Michigan to to kind of take advantage of, uh, get their recruitment, get their commitment. And uh, a few guys defensively I want to talk about first, and then we'll go to the wide receiver position to end the podcast. Jimmy Rolder is certainly a prospect worth keeping an eye on uh, as uh, the next month or so kind of develops here with with uh, the early signing period. Coming in very soon, he is a, a linebacker from Chicago, a 6'2", 220. He is a four-star prospect at number 328 overall and went from unranked to four-star real quick. Uh, he released a huddle video Uh, of his senior season and uh, a lot of programs started offering him at that point. He got one from, uh, well, he was at first committed to the University of Illinois to play baseball and then Illinois offered for football, Iowa offered for football, Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, LSU, Florida, Cincinnati, you get the point. He's got a lot of really nice offers at this point in the game and for him being such a late bloomer getting those offers really means that these schools not only are interested in him but are actively recruiting him you'll see some some offers be sent out that aren't really committable offers but it seems like all of these are are uh, committable offers so uh, he's uh he's visited uh he also has visited Ohio State and uh believe he just visited Iowa as well he visited Ohio State for the Penn State game and uh, Mike McDonald is very active in this recruitment as is George Hilo the linebackers coach for Michigan there's a report on 24-7 sports just a day or so ago that detailed uh the expert that wrote it from the Iowa site detailed he believes that it's a two-horse race at this juncture between Michigan and Iowa so We'll certainly see Michigan could probably use another inside linebacker in this class. And Jimmy Rolder definitely fits that bill because at this point, I don't think Lander Barton's coming to Ann Arbor, the uh, other four-star linebacker. He's from Utah that they've been recruiting for quite some time, who also visited a couple months back. Haven't really heard a lot from him since, but he's been very quiet. I fully expect him to end up at Utah uh, where he's got family roots there. So one more defensive player I want to talk about real quick, and that's Zeke Berry, who is a very talented defensive back from the state of California. Obviously, Courtney Morgan going to be using his West Coast uh, connections in this recruitment and Michigan certainly in it. He uh, he is listed at six foot buck 85. He is number 227 overall on the composite number 19 at the safety position and number 19 also. Uh, in the state of California. This is certainly an interesting one because he was committed to Arizona for quite some time, took an official visit to Oregon. Arizona just kept losing and losing and losing. And he ended up decommitting from Arizona last month, a a month ago uh, exactly from today actually. Got the offer from Washington, got another offer from USC. Michigan had offered him back in August, So they've been kind of on him for a little bit. And they offered him just a few weeks after he ended up committing to Arizona. Uh, He committed to Arizona on July 23rd, got the offer on August 19th from Michigan. So he is certainly a prospect worth keeping an eye on as well, because Michigan's going to need another defensive back in this class. Will Johnson, who is the highest ranked prospect in Michigan's class, is a cornerback. And uh, all these other defensive backs that they have are probably bound to play cornerback as well. Cody Jones, a four star athlete, he has been pegged as another corner as well in this class. And Miles Pollard at uh, 6'2, 185 from Tennessee uh, is absolutely a cornerback all the way. So, really, the only safety they have is Damani Dent, who just committed last month the six foot 190 founder from Jacksonville, Florida. So just interesting that it took that long for Michigan to get a single safety in this class. They've got pretty much every other position locked up, had uh, everything except for a safety and then Damani then committed last month. And Zeke Berry is certainly a, a guy worth keeping an eye on because I think Michigan has a really good shot. They're going to have to get him on campus, that's for sure. Get an official visit. I don't know, maybe he'll visit for... Uh, the Ohio State game, but more than likely, it sounds like he would probably visit after the season. So it would have to be sometime uh, when snow has hit the ground. So, <laughs> so a kid from California officially visiting. Um, hopefully the coaches knock it out of the park because um, I don't know. Well, I, I'm, I'm not sure what his stance on the cold weather is, but we'll, we'll certainly see. He's talented enough to uh, keep pushing for, and you're going to need another safety, that's for sure, because you're going to be losing Both your starters at the end of this season with Dax Hill and Brad Hawkins, they're both gone for sure. Uh, Dax Hill bound for the NFL for sure after this season as uh, a junior. And Brad Hawkins' time eligibility, I believe, is up. So he will be gone as well. So you're gonna have to break in some new safeties and you're gonna need some bodies back there to uh, back them up. So Zeke Berry, very talented player. We'll see what happens. But two more prospects I wanna talk about and uh, we'll wrap up the show here. Let's let's jump over to the offensive side of the ball. Let's talk about Amorian Walker because this is a guy who has been committed to Notre Dame since March and has kind of left everything open for a couple schools. Uh, Michigan being one of them, Alabama kind of being the other one. But it it's really seems like it's either Michigan or Notre Dame at this point. He took a visit to Notre Dame a couple weeks back for. Uh, one of their games and it sounded like uh, by all accords that he spoke with the coaches there and said that he was going to lock it down. He was all in. Um, He he wasn't going to flip. Nothing was going to happen, but uh, it it just seems like he's been going back and forth for a while now because he visited Michigan for that Washington game and was very high on Michigan for a little bit after that uh, to the point where it really seemed like he could flip kind of quickly there. Um, there was a few crystal balls put in for Michigan all in the same day on September 16th. So it, it kind of sounded like it, at the very least, he could have been uh, a, a silent commit to the program uh, at that point with the crystal balls being flipped and with how highly he was uh, speaking of Michigan and nothing has happened. He's still committed to Notre Dame. He's still locked into the Irish hasn't flipped and the early signing periods coming really quick, which it's expected that he will sign early. Um, but nothing's happened yet. So it, it could very much be a, a December. Uh, he wakes up in uh, December uh, on, on the first day of the early signing period and ends up signing. Uh, maybe he flips that day, kind of pulls a, a Daxton Hill where he was committed to Bama ended up signing with Michigan and goes from there. Perhaps that's what happens. But at this point, I'm, I'm pretty torn on this one. If, if I'm being honest, I, Michigan certainly wants another wide receiver. And we'll talk about a, another target here in just a second. Mich- Michigan needs at least one more Tayshon Trent decommitted. He, so he's out of the picture. You only have one wide receiver at this point, typically you want to take at least two, and the one that they have committed to them, Tyler Morris, is coming off a significant knee injury. Tore his ACL, didn't get to play his senior season. Just unfortunate. It, it's it, it's heartbreaking for the kid. I I feel for him. But if you're Michigan, you gotta go all out for Amorian Walker, and you gotta go all out for this prospect as well. Cause I really liked what I saw when I flipped on the tape of Caleb Webb who is currently also committed to a different program. They're just vying for flip city at this point. Um, this late in the cycle. Caleb Webb is committed to East Carolina has been committed to them since June. He's listed at six, two and a half buck 85. So he's, he's definitely a bigger bodied receiver as well. Maureen Walker's six, four, uh, Caleb Webb, six, two and a half. So they, they're certainly wanting a, an outside receiver, uh, to pair up with Tyler Morris, who, uh, could play outside as well, but uh, probably more of like a Ronnie Bell role where it, it would only happen every once in a while, probably more bound for the slot than anything else. Um, Michigan came in really recently here, offered Caleb Webb on October 26th, got him to officially visit this past weekend for the Indiana game, along with his quarterback as well, Bryce Archie, who they offered, which you know, I don't really want to get into the whole quarterback thing because me and EJ talked about it last week on the podcast. And if you didn't listen to that, uh, I strongly encourage you to listen to that. There were a lot of good comments from EJ on that whole situation. Uh, but want to focus on the wide receivers today because it's certainly a position of need in this class. And I really like both these guys, honestly. Um, when when Steven was still around with us, me and him were talking about Amorian Walker and how, man, I mean, the athleticism the length. He is just the ideal wide receiver um, mold at 6'4", 175 pounds, has the speed to boot as well. Um, just an all-around great wide receiver prospect, and he, he put up the numbers in high school as well. Caleb Webb, this is a person, I mean, he he has a 10.91 100-meter dash, which you know isn't going to blow anybody away by any means, but uh, he does run track and uh, so he knows how to use that speed and he knows how to move around. If you go watch his tape, uh, he's wide open every single time. So the ability to get open and to have the speed to do so uh, is very important when it comes to taking a wide receiver. And Caleb Webb is certainly that kind of prospect that I could see having a very nice college career. And it's interesting to me as a kid in the state of Georgia, he's from Powder Springs, Georgia, how he hasn't really had much else uh, interest. He's got a few offers in the SEC. He's got Kentucky and Ole Miss and South Carolina and Tennessee. And he has some interest in Louisville as well. Uh, But outside of that, it's been pretty quiet. No one else has really offered him. And I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm not an, I'm not an expert scout by any means, but from what I saw, there will be some kids where I flip on their tape and I'm like, okay, like, you know, you can tell it's not really the greatest of competition. He's playing well, but, uh, some limited upside here. When I flipped on the tape of Caleb Webb, I was thoroughly impressed. I was like, man, they should, uh, they should definitely get him on board. And I, I don't, admittedly, I don't do that for every prospect that I flip the tape on, but I like him. I think he's a really nice prospect, and I think he would fit in well with what Michigan's kind of going for uh, at the end of the cycle. And I do think that they would take both if both want in um, with with Amorian Walker and Caleb Webb. We'll have to wait and see on all of that. Uh, Webb is just coming off the, the official visit that he took this past weekend, and uh, not a whole lot is out there at the moment. But by all accounts, it looked like he and his quarterback uh, had certainly a good time in Ann Arbor this past weekend. So those are just a few of the top targets that I wanted to talk about today as we kind of get close to the early signing period. We're about a month away now uh, from the early signing period starting, I believe it's uh, December uh, 15th. I believe it's December 15th this year. It's usually the third Wednesday in December. So that is when it would start up. Goes all throughout that week. And, uh, and it's it's always a good time. It's always good being able to cover it. And uh, hopefully, I'm able to get my boy John Simmons back, not only on the podcast in the month of December, uh, but just to get that content as well on maizeandbrew.com, where we always try to deliver a football recruiting news. It is uh, uh, the heartbeat of what goes on around here. And I love covering I know John does too. And, and we've got a good team. So if you haven't already subscribed, uh, to all of our podcasts and leave five-star reviews, we would greatly appreciate that. You can follow me on Twitter, Avon underscore Lozon. Follow Mesa Brew on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff, and uh, give our YouTube channel a subscription as well. We're going to have uh, some content coming uh, in in the wake of Steven's absence. We're we're going to try and uh, try make the most of what we got, and uh, we hope that you. Uh, get on board with us as well with that. So that'll do it for today. Appreciate y'all listening. Thanks a lot and go blue.